so much of the life we experience is depending on others. And it's challenging because when we do depend on others for our well-being in any form, it's much easier to get anxiety. There's a lot more room for speculation. There's a lot of unknown. And then in that anticipation, that creates patterns of its own. I'll begin with a quote from Dr. Robert Gilbert. First, we form habits, then they form us. Conquer your bad habits or they will conquer you. The pieces constantly change. One of the key tools to mastering an independent life, and when we talk about independence, we I'm not talking about living by yourself. What I'm talking about is being able to operate as an individual entity within an experience. So there is the individual, and then there is our family and our community. Ravitzchuk Ginsburg says in his book, or The Wondering Jew, he says, you first there's purpose, then there's partner, and then there's life. And when I first heard that, I was kind of surprised because coming from a person myself, being in a place where I always put others first, um, it took me some time to understand that value and also the chain of command in the sense of it starts with me. It starts with me. And so that's just affirming it from, um, you know, Hashkafic place as well as a, um, just in general, it's not just an opinion, right? It's, it's the way that we can function as, um, as humans, the only way really. So when we're trying to build an independent life where there's less dependence, right? On others, we have to, the, the key component is effective thinking. Now, we're going to later bring in the different dynamics of how to break down what is for others, what, what we depend on others for, and how we implement the communal aspect of the experience. But today we're going to zero in on some of the key elements that help us with building an independent life for ourselves. So the first thing that has to happen is we need to take responsibility for our future. For so many of us, because we're <laughs> depending on others either for our happiness or doctors for our health or um, teachers for our spiritual health um, or our partners, right, for our contentment or financially, um, we end up being in a position where we don't take full responsibility for our experience. So the first thing we need to do is take full responsibility for that because we tend to look for the things we want to see in the sense that if somebody else 
is responsible for your happiness, what you're going to keep seeing is and blaming the other person for the lack of it. So when there is a problem, right? When we look at the concept of problem, and we're going to go back to Dr. Robert Gilbert for a second. He did a really great podcast with um, Paul Check, and they spoke about like the roadmap to recovery. And what he said was, when illness shows up, right? And when we talk about illness, it could be physical, emotional, it, anywhere where something's not working, right? A lot of people look at it as um, like a death sentence in the sense that the second something doesn't work, that's it. Like that's where they're going and, and, and they kind of surrender to their fate. So if a job doesn't work or a diet doesn't work, um, they just are like, I'm the problem, right? Instead, so so what they were saying was that, and again, this is like two and a half hours that I'm putting into two sentences here. So what they were saying was, what we have to do is take that as the key, you'll find your answer in that problem. That means that when that thing shows up, it's actually your redemption. The, all the answers lie in that problem. So the first thing we need to do is when a challenge shows up, we can look forward to the self-discovery, right? Which for a lot of us, the reason there's resistance in that area is because we don't want to be self-reliant. We want somebody else to take care of the problem. And we want somebody else to uh, deal with it, right? So for example, I... I, my shoulder was hurting for a while. Um, yesterday, I went for a massage for my shoulder. And the amount of pain that was I was experiencing while she was massaging my shoulder was insane. The thing that I was feeling while she was massaging my shoulder was the release of energy. There was a lot of energy that was being released from my shoulder. And the thing that came to mind was there is, there are um, a few components in my life that I probably oversaw and I took on too much stress. And this amount of pain was what it was creating and accumulated in the shoulder itself in the sense that I had to start taking responsibility for certain things. And I have taken action. I have taken action. So instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, my shoulder is collapsing on me here, or I'm getting old or all of that, I was like, something needs to change. Yes, we want somebody, we want somebody to rescue us for sure. There's this kind of romantic notion connected to um, somebody wanting to rescue us. Definitely, Goldie. I see that 100%. Um, so, so yeah, so, so the thing is, is number one, see the problem as an opportunity to change 
or an opportunity to hold yourself accountable rather than it you peeling back into a space where you um become more more reliant on the on the people around you um and what happens is when you begin to build this independence what ends up happening is you there's self-reliance which cuts out a lot of the anxiety there's time freedom where you will end up working for yourself not for somebody else a lot of people do this with their happiness and their friends they focus so much on how they look who their friends are how much money they have so that they will be liked rather than saying i want to make i want an independent life so i can have a stable future a roof over my head i can have a healthy body there's more there's more invested in the people around us rather than in the hopes that other people will give us what we need right and then we get upset when we put so much effort in and there's no return right um a simple example i went somewhere yesterday there was 3000 people sitting in um in the crowd and i sat alone and at some point i was pretty surprised that nobody kind of came to say hello or i i i i'm more of a new person in that experience um and nobody kind of offered to sit with them and i was like the only person sitting alone and that felt very overwhelming for for a for a minute for a hot minute but then i stopped and i asked myself why am i here and yes it would be nice to sit with somebody and collaborate um i needed to take responsibility for that number 1 i could have called somebody and made sure i had somebody to sit with but the preparation wasn't there which was fine so then I kept on peeling back and I was like, why am I here? And I was here for the experience, whatever that experience was. And it was a very special experience. I wasn't there necessarily for the company. The company wasn't number one on the list. So yes, at first it would be easy to look around and blame people around me. And then I coming back to myself, it was, no, I'm here for a different reason. So being able to take the pieces apart and take in the independent part of myself being, this is here for me, like the, va it's not going to make it more valuable with other, like being around other people. And it ended up being a really meaningful experience. Um, but I was really proud of myself that I was able to dial in that focus because it would have been so easy to ruin the experience um, and, and like create an illusion that somebody owes me something because no, nobody owes me anything. Um, and I just felt so lucky to be in this quality experience. So that is that. So what happens is like in that story, it begins with communication, right? It begins with communication. We have to ask ourselves how is our communication beginning with simple things like yourself, right? Really like on a comical level, you can ask yourself, how does your shampoo connect with your hair, right? How does it communicate with your hair? 
for a lot of us, there are little elements. How does my food communicate with my body? We'll eat things that are just not compatible or digestible by our body, or we keep using products that create a sense of discomfort, partially because there's a sense of laziness, and then partially because everybody else is using it, and partially because we're not taking full accountability, and there's effort that needs to be put in to make those changes happen. So if we don't do these things on a micro level, right, if we don't do lifestyle management on a micro level, on a teeny tiny level with the little things in our life, how can we do it when it comes to relationship communication and asserting our values, right? Because it's not about telling the other person that we're valuable. For a lot of a lot of us, we walk into a space and you know, we're so vulnerable and we bring so much, we want everyone to know the value we bring to the table. But if we value ourselves, if we really genuinely have created that independent component to the lifestyle, right? What ends up happening is, is we're able to sit with ourselves and just be okay wherever we are. And then there's less anxiety because there's less dependence on others, right? So start on a small scale by asking yourself the little questions um, um, and how they communicate with like the things in your life communicate with you. So when we think about lifestyle management, we have to ask ourselves, how much are you being managed by yourself? How much are you able to manage? And then versus somebody else managing you. So a lot of us have experiences where so much of our experience is other people managing us. Um, like we are at a job we don't like, we are in relationships that we're not content with, we're in relationships with ourselves back to food or product or even clothing that we don't like. Um, and we just have, and we have, and we're just being managed by somebody else. So to be able to shift that, we have to ask ourselves three really important questions. And a lot of times, a lot of times it just takes, this is like a little bit when it comes to the journal journaling day to day. So feel free to take this in um, and, you know, take this forward. Um, it will all be in the newsletter. So I will be sending out a newsletter on Sunday. Feel free to subscribe. If you don't have it, feel free to reach out and I will send you the link. So where are you now? So that's the first question you need to ask yourself. Where are you? Where are you in the journey? Honestly. The next question is, where do you want to go? And the third question is, how am I going to get there? So one of my friends called me this week and there was a big life change in the sense that she had an opportunity to possibly move, right? Um, large family, and there might be some kind of move in the future. And I said to her, she's like, I don't know if it's a good, I don't know if it's right. I'm not sure. 
if this is good for me, for my family. I don't see myself in a place where I'm seeing, envisioning this shift happen. So I said to her, it's really simple. All you need to do is close your eyes and, if, and envision yourself where you are right now. And ask yourself, if you stay in this place, look at look down 10 years down the line, 10 or 20 years down the line, right? With this, just this vision and ask yourself, where are you going to be in 20 years? Where are you going to be in 10 years? Where are you going to be in five years? Now, again, close your eyes again and peel back and then ask yourself if you make this shift, whatever that shift is, ask yourself then, where are you going to be in five years, 10 years, or 20 years time? We don't have all the details, but one thing that we do have, which is the roadmap, is the energetic roadmap of understanding what certain energies feel like when we put them in a certain direction, right? So if she stays where she is, she knows exactly where she's going. If she makes that shift, she knows where she's going. How is that possible? That is possible because every single one of us have been given a roadmap before we were born. When that Malach taught us everything he taught us, he gave us the world within ourselves. So many of us have the roadmap within ourselves. We might not have details, but we have the roadmap. What happens is we go into the day rushing, running, and moving at a very, very fast, fast pace, thinking that we're going to get there faster, trying to attain something in the sense of content, right? An object, rather than understanding that it's a frequency. It's not something we hold on to. It's an experience. And experiences flow through us. I say, don't let them get stuck inside you. Friday night, we look into the glass, into the wine, and we look into, we look at the candles. And when we say Abracha, when we say Kiddush, and part of the reason that we do that is because we are trying to restore our eyesight. The concept of seeing. Because throughout the running in the week, there's a sense of blindness that comes over us, a thick fog that we're not even sure who we are or where we are. And by taking that moment to pause, what we're doing is, is we're in a place where we re can retain the sight again. The practice of Shabbos, that stillness, that understanding that that stillness is there to restore our sight for the week. It's there to 
give us that insight. And for so many of us, most of our insight shows up on Shabbos because we take that time to sit still, release all the things that don't serve us. But then we have that second neshama. It gives us this clear vision. So that is something to just take into, take take in mind as you move into it. So back to this. So when we talk about lifestyle management, you have the where you where you are now and where you want to go. And then there is how you're going to get there. So we went through the where you are now and how and and where you want to go. And that is one component, right? Making that decision. Are you happy where you are or if you're not, write it down. Take accountability for that. Now, when we go into the how I'm going to get there, a lot of times when there's a how and we're not sure, there's usually a gap between our skill set, right? There's a skill set or development that we have to learn. And that is where the independence comes in, where we have to ask ourselves, where are there skills that I need to sharpen? I need to sharpen and and where do I need to take accountability for not showing up properly? So if you need the skills, go out and learn the skills. It takes a while. It's not one of those things that just happen overnight. But if you want to go where you want to go, there are certain skills that need to be attained. So learn how to design your life. A simple thing, back to the, I'm going to just use the shampoo because there is no emotional attachment to something like that. Um, if it's not working for you, go buy a different one and see see the difference. Notice the difference. If something's not, if, if every time you eat something, it irritates you, stop eating it, find something else to replace it with. So make a list for you, make two lists, make a list of what is working for you and what is not. Another thing that I want to communicate is there's in, in, in the Sefer Derech Hashem, um, he talks about, he right the way of God. He talks about um, when we're looking for like a deeper frequency in life, right? When we're looking for a richer experience, there are different components that we have to add. We have to add a few things to the experience to make it, to kind of break it, break it up into segments. Um, so he says the experience in itself, you have to see the whole, the part, the general, the particular, the cause, the effect, the object itself, and the associated qualities. I'm going to put it in the chat so you guys have that here. Now, the thing is, is that for a lot of us, when we experience something, it's we're usually going into like an all or nothing effect. So it's like, if I have to go where I need to go now, I need to change everything. And it's like, that might not be the case. You, there might only be a part. 
there might be a perspective, like a general perspective that you might need to change. There might be something very specific, right? There might be a, a cause or an effect in the sense that there are different elements. Like if we think of of why we do something, right? The cause and we or the blame. Like if 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 for for example, we keep blaming somebody or blaming a certain uh like if we're if we keep telling ourselves we're not good at something, or we say, I'm not good at this, and and then this is the effect of it, um it 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 doesn't really work. So it's changing really the perspective in that sense. Um or noticing the object itself, right back to the shampoo. <laughs> Um, or the associated qualities you might need something a little bit more natural, but yeah. So coming back to coming back to this, when we're looking for an independent life and a richer experience, it is key to take responsibility for yourself first. Take into my, like take account for where you are, where you're, where you want to go, and how you're going to get there by doing this meditation, you can do it. You can do it literally on a daily basis where you stop and ask yourself, where am I right now? And if I stay here, how's this energy going to feel? And then if I make a shift, right, how's that going to feel? And then just notice the body. The body will tell you everything you need to know in its energetic frequency. So thank you so much for joining me in this experience today. Um, I will take questions now. Feel free to like, subscribe, share. This this community is built off of that experience. Um, we have the newsletter as well, which I will post below. Feel free to subscribe to that. And yeah, have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. Let yourself heal. Heal. It's easy to feel.